right, and welcome back, everyone, to the RSN Podcast. Today, we are going to focus on uh, maybe a challenging subject, but at least maybe not challenging, but more difficult. And we're going to talk about guilt. Mm. Um, now, before we get into that, and, and, and let's talk about something that will make us uh, both feel guilty um, right after the purchase, but the new iPhones uh, were announced uh, this week. And, and Woody, just real quick, which one are you going to get? You know, Scott, I thought I was going to get just the regular 12. Um, after watching the keynote, I was almost sold on the Pro. Yeah. Because, man, the, the cameras on that on that phone are just a beast. But yeah. um, now I'm kind of thinking of just sticking with my 10R. Yeah, I mean, so that's one of those things about the keynotes is that they'll happen, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like the Pros, oh, it's got Dolby whatever, yeah. which I don't understand any of it. <laughs> but they're showing these movies of these horses running like, oh, my gosh, they did that on an iPhone. I want that. But then – Kind of like okay, but I, I don't want to spend. Is that worth eleven hundred dollars? Yeah, you'll be watching the keynotes and they'll get you so hyped up with yeah. like the the promo videos and and all of the announcements. And then a couple hours later, you'll be like, I'm not a filmographer. Like I, I don't yeah, I don't this. do that. I text, <laughs> I text and and like read emails on my phone. But yeah, and, and same thing with like the HomePod thing. Okay, yeah, here's a small speaker that has the same technology that speakers have had forever but we're gonna make it seem like this is brand new stuff mm-hmm. but that's how they do it that's why they're good at it but back to guilt so guilt is one of those things that that we obviously all of us feel at some point whether it is because we've done something to hurt someone else um, whether it's because we've done something we haven't told people like our parents maybe we uh, lied about something you feel guilt about that maybe something like if you're in college something as small as okay well I have a test coming up I didn't study Therefore, I didn't do very well on it. And I feel guilty about that because the amount of money that's being spent on college. Yada, yada. Guilt is a, is a common emotion that we feel. But today we're going to talk about a more, uh, we'll call it spiritual guilt. Mm-hmm. Right? Spiritual guilt when it comes to really mostly sin. Because especially like our college folks out there, um, but, but also our, our middle and high school folks, you guys have at least, if we're all honest with each other, at some point in the past year uh, dealt with a little bit of guilt from from maybe uh, some some sin like activities, right? Some poor decisions. Some some poor decisions. Yeah. We've all been there. I've been there in the past year, and it's a terrible, terrible feeling. So, we're gonna look at two passages, uh, two different psalms to kind of talk about this. So we start in Psalm thirty eight because all of Psalm thirty eight, all of it, is just kind of this massive kind of regretful um, psalm that's written. It says it's a psalm of David. So it says, Lord, do not punish me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath, for your arrows have sunk into me and your hand has pressed down on me. There is no soundness in my body because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin, for my iniquities have flooded over my head. They are a burden too heavy for me to bear. My wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. I am bent over and brought very low. All day long I go around in, in mourning, For my insides are full of burning pain, and there is no soundness in my body. I am faint and severely crushed. I groan because of the anguish of my heart. That sounds like a really, really bad place to be. Yeah. A really bad place to be, but you can see kind of the pain and anguish that that the psalmist is expressing uh, about what sin has done uh, to them. I feel anguish all day. I walk around and I'm mourning, and all I can think of is about the indignation that you feel towards me. And if we're honest, how many of us have felt that at some point? I mean, I know I have. Like I remember multiple times in in high school and college where 
I, I did something that I wasn't proud of. I did something that I knew that my parents would be ashamed of, that, that I knew that as a Christian I shouldn't be doing, and I would just sit there and just deal with it for, for days and weeks on end, this like pain of like, how could God ever love someone like me? Yeah, and the thing, about, the thing about guilt is like it might start as something small, but if you leave it um, and you don't confront it, then it, I think this passage does a good job of like uh, portraying like the festering nature yes. of guilt and it builds up and up and up and it gets bigger over time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like that, that thing that you did it, like, it's like a wound, right? It's like a wound that will continue to grow, continue to grow, continue mm-hmm. to get infected and, and all that stuff. Unless kind of you do, um, something about it. So before we kind of move to the other stuff, let's talk about uh, the fact that, that a, and this is going to sound very weird, but within its very nature, guilt isn't a bad thing. And the reason why I say that is because, like, you know, guilt kind of lets you know that there's some kind of conscience that you have, some kind of understanding that what you've done is wrong and, and that it, it's not becoming of someone who, uh, you know, believes in God and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So guilt at its base level is a good thing. It's like it's God's gentle reminder to tell us, hey, you've done something wrong. So guilt within itself isn't a bad thing. Where guilt becomes a bad thing is like what you were talking about a second ago. Is when you allow it to fester, you let it consume you. You let it be one of those things that anytime like you walk into church or something like that, you don't feel like you belong anymore. Or when you get to a point where you're like, Oh, well, you know, I you know, God God couldn't love me, look at all the things that I've done. I mean, I I remember having those conversations with high schoolers and college kids and all that other stuff multiple times over where because of something they did on Friday night they didn't feel like they had the right to show up to church on Sunday and, and I think that's where it becomes a, a major 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 issue yeah when in reality a lot of those times it's the exact opposite you know yeah. the thing that you did on Friday night whatever that might be kind of makes you like the most qualified person to be there at church yeah. on Sunday yeah absolutely and, and we'll see that in like Psalm 32 we're going to jump to that real quick and then kind of talk about the ramifications of it. So in Psalm 32, we're going to read, uh, we're going to kind of look at verses 3 and 4, because I think verses 3 and 4 really kind of are in the same vein as, as Psalm 38 was. But it says, When I kept silent, my bones became brittle from my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was drained as in summer's heat. And so that's kind of the same thing. You see, like, these these, I guess they're metaphors, mm-hmm. metaphors that, that the psalmist is using both these patches are talking about like almost that their body is decomposing yeah. from this guilt that they feel. And, you know, saying my bones are brittle. I'm groaning all day long. I'm crying. And uh, in the last one, we saw kind of the same thing. I have these festering wounds all over my body. And in, in a weird way, like that's how guilt feels. Mm-hmm. But if you've really ever done something, like you've really ever hurt somebody or you've really ever... Um, you know, done something that, that was kind of maybe out of character for you that you're really, really ashamed of, shame and guilt will make you feel like your body is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Like you just want to lay there and do nothing because you can't believe what you did, you just want to cry and all that other stuff. And it, and it does have that huge impact on you. And, and like I said, uh, guilt within itself isn't a bad thing, but when it gets to that point, that's when you're like, all right, this is too much because uh, there's reality in what the, the opening part of the psalm says, from verse 1, How joyful is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sin is covered. How joyful is a person whom the Lord does not charge with iniquity, and in whose spirit 
is no deceit. And then it kind of goes through those, those verses we just read, but then it says, Then I acknowledge my sin to you. I did not conceal my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Mm. Therefore, let everyone who is faithful pray to you immediately. When great floodwaters come, they will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with joyful shouts of deliverance. And that right there is, I think, why you hit the nail on the head when you said guilt in and of itself is not a bad thing because through guilt, we see our need for the work of Christ on the cross and we see our need for forgiveness and, and mercy. Yeah, and that's really what it's all about. And that's why, like, when Woody said, um, you know, what you did on Friday night doesn't disqualify you to, to show up to church on Sunday. It actually qualifies you. is because I heard um, my mentor my mentor is an England priest always used to tell me that church was a hospital for sinners. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why you say this, because like all of us are that way. It's like when Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and say, I didn't come, you know, the doctor comes for those that are sick, not those that are well. And he's using wordplay with them because what Jesus knew is that the entire world was sick. And that's us, all of us, all of us like deal with uh, transgression. All of us deal with things that we do wrong. None of us are perfect. We're all going to feel guilt and all that. And, it doesn't disqualify us from, from having a relationship with the Lord. It's the very thing that qualifies us, is that understanding that we're not perfect. Is that understanding that, like, when we do something wrong, if we, if we you know, ask the Lord to heal our hearts, that's what happens. Because there's, there's not, you know, Jesus doesn't run out of, of levels of forgiveness. Jesus doesn't run out of the ability to forgive us for the things that we've done. And, and I think that's the beautiful, beautiful thing about it. So, like I said, guilt within itself is a positive thing, but guilt should not consume you. Guilt should not be the thing that makes you believe that you are less than you are. Too often, um, people, because of things that they've done, think that they are lesser than other people around them. I don't belong at church. I'm not as good as this person. Um, how could Jesus love me? And, and all these other things. Or I, don't, I shouldn't pray. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do any of these things because I've been disqualified by this thing that I've done. And by doing that, you are completely forsaking the way that God views you. You're viewing yourself in a way that, that God himself does not view you. And the thing about uh, sin with the Lord, and this is kind of like basic, and, and, and most of us know this, is that when you know we sin and, and we're forgiven by God, that thing's wiped clean. It doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. It's like it never happened in God's eyes. And that's like something that we have to remember. So in, in a lot of ways, like when we feel guilt, even after we've asked for forgiveness, we're kind of, we can't accept God's forgiveness for ourselves and then not forgive ourselves, like personally. Right. It's, it's a one-two punch. Once you're forgiven, you're forgiven. So if you're feeling guilty out there right now about something that's happened, I, I know that like uh, emotions are, you know, kind of a weird spot right now with, covid and all that other stuff i mean we've seen we've seen stats about how difficult it's been especially on on the younger generations but maybe uh something's happened in in the recent past that that you're feeling a lot of shame and and guilt about and 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 what we're just trying to tell you is not hold on to that not hold on to that that there is there is joy in the knowledge that uh those sins are completely 100 percent forgiven and and that it does not in any way shape or form change your standing uh, in front of the Lord because of how much uh, the Lord loves each and every one of us. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we we hope that you guys enjoy this kind of mini Bible study. We're going to try to do these uh, more often. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or anything like that, please get in touch with us. Um, but until then, I mean, tomorrow, 
well, I don't know when this will drop. I think it'll drop tomorrow on the 16th, which is pre-order day for the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 12 Pro. Big day. It's a big day. Uh, and then in for whatever reason, in November, you can get the Mini or, or whatever, which the Mini is the one that I'm going to spend all my money on, which is an exhilarating process. <laughs> so then now I have to figure out what I need to buy my wife for the same amount because that's how it works in marriage. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's an even Steven thing. It cancels thing. out. It cancels out. But uh, well, we love you guys, and uh, we will talk to you soon. See you soon. I know.